Hey everybody, I am C. I'm Jen. And you're listening to Tom Tit and Baobab. Welcome back to Tom Tit and Baobab, the New York Times Spelling Bee inspired podcast that's all about words, word games, and the word nerds who love them. Jen, there's so much I want to talk about this week. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Time seems to be speeding up. It's true. I feel like we are getting old at warp speed. Uh, maybe. But at least we both still have Riz. Oh, yeah. We got Riz. Uh-huh. <laughs> so for people who don't know, Riz was Oxford's word of the year. What do you think, 2023. Jen? So Wait, should we define I it? think. Besides being us. Should of we course define it's it? us. <laughs> Yeah, it's like charisma. Yeah, Riz. But it also means like the same thing as Mac, I think, for, for like the 90s. Well, you Mac on somebody. It's not like yeah. you're the Mac. No, but you can also. Wait, I think... You attract somebody, but it's still, it's a noun, right? As opposed to Mac, which is a no, verb. No, I think you can use it as a verb as well. Hmm. Well, so Riz is derived from charisma, and mm-hmm. it means a person's ability to attract a romantic partner through style, charm, or attractiveness. And yeah, there's a, a version of this that's a little bit more, you know, hooey. And, <laughs> and I think that this is from the Smithsonian Magazine. Let's see what they say. They also say that it's, oh, you're right. It can be a verb such as riz up a person, which means- Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Or chat them up. And I guess this started from a YouTube and Twitch streamer, Kai mm-hmm. Sinat in 2021. I don't know if I just said Sinat right. C-E-N-E-T. I wouldn't know. <laughs> and it got a ton of popularity after Tom Holland, who's a hot English actor, this June said, I have no Riz whatsoever. I have limited Riz, which is right. funny that he said, I have no Riz. I have limited Riz. I don't yeah. Know. And but- then the thing that I read, see, had a yeah. quote from the, I don't know, the guy who is in charge of the Oxford Word of the Year. And yeah. he was like, not to be pedantic, but if you have limited Riz, you do have some Riz. So <laughs> well, he was like, I, I was with it. <laughs> he was razzing Holland for his use of Riz. Oh, good one. Good one. Yeah. So I guess that's why it's so super popular now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I had never heard the word at all. I know you had because you were going to use it as one of your unbelievable words. How did you know it? I actually came across it randomly in Merriam-Webster one day. Huh. I was looking for some other word. And I saw Riz and I was like, what the heck is that? And then, you know, I I usually have like a couple of words that I'm thinking about for unbelievable words and I pick them based on what I'm feeling for the day. And I haven't been feeling the Riz yet. <laughs> so what do you think about it as the word of the year? Well, the, here's how I think about it. I feel like every word of the year recently has been some weird Gen Z slang because goblin mode was 2022, remember? Right. right. And I feel like it is... YouTube and Twitch and social media taking over our entire vocabulary if yeah. all of our words are coming. Like, but it's I guess just, that's how kids talk. I yeah? guess so. It's just like, why does every word have to come out of popular culture? Like the other words that were on the list as possibilities, one of them was Swifty. Right, right. Shorthand for fans of Taylor Swift. Right. And then the other one, and mind you, we're living in a time right now that is a very serious time. <laughs> <laughs> old lady (laughs) and you know there are big existential 
crises that we are facing right now. Which is and why we all have to be excited about Taylor Swift. All of these Taylor words Swift. are like Swifty Riz situationship. Oh, that's so funny. I had never heard that word until I, I watched some sort of stupid reality show. Yeah. Or a clip from a stupid reality show. And it was on there. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I just heard this word. And it makes sense. The situationship is like, I'm doing something with somebody, but it's not really boyfriend, girlfriend. We got a situationship. I kind of like it. It was kind of It's fun. just hooking up with somebody. Yeah. Well, that's a situation ship. I have to say, just to get back to it for a second, when I heard it was a word and knew nothing else about it, I like the sound of riz. Mm-hmm. So whatever else, because I agree with you, it's kind of annoying as like I'm old, but I like riz. It's a good word. I'm also going to argue that Swifty, yeah. mm-hmm. while I would have been super annoyed if it was the word of the year, just because mm-hmm. I'm with you, celebrity culture is annoying. I do have to admit it's a word that like I didn't know at all and like mm-hmm. I very much knew by the end of the summer. And yeah. I, if, if I know it, and given that my kids have zero interest in Taylor Swift, like yeah. they hate Taylor Swift because they're boys who are too cool for school kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If I know this word, it's got to be like a big word. I didn't know Riz. I didn't know Situationship. I knew Swifty. So maybe yeah. that should have been word of the year. I mean, Just saying. I, me, well, Taylor Swift is per, Times Person of the Year. Oh, is she? Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I'm if happy she about was, that. was the person of the year and Swifty was the word of the year, I would be like, why are we even holding an election? Everybody wants Taylor Swift for president. Oh, my God. Can I just say, except for, you know, my love for Biden, I'll be very happy with Taylor Swift as president. <laughs> can't screw up anywhere near as much as wrong. all of the Republicans. <laughs> You won't be in jail for one thing. I hope not. Oh, my God. Jen, thinking about end of year list, I also heard one on NPR yesterday that caught my attention. I don't know if you heard this. The most mispronounced words of the year. Have you heard about this? No, but I could imagine that they just used one of our shows as an example. (laughs) (laughs) This is apparently a list that the captioning group, which is a closed captioning Mm -hmm. company, has compiled for Babbel, which is a language company, every year since 2016. So do you want to try a few? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. All right. So the most mispronounced words of the year, a lot of them are people like... The artist SZA. SZA. Okay. Do you know who that is? I. Uh, if you saw. Yes, I know who it is. Do I know how to pronounce it? You don't. I, I oh, see. It's going to be an easy one. No, SZA. 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 Somebody else. Oh, I was SZA. thinking of. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You also can't spell. That's great. <laughs> I never see these names written, but Sia is a person too, right? Sia is a person. Yeah. SZA I, I is somebody. SZA. Yeah. There's a. Saturn 6 moon was a big deal because the James Webb uh, Space Telescope spotted a massive plume of water on it in May. Mm -hmm. It's spelled E-N-C-E-L-A-D-U-S. E-N-C-A. E-N-C-E-L-A-D-U-S. Encephalus. Enceladus. Enceladus. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Is that right? Nice. Uh, well, Encella does. That's how it's. That's the phon- phonetic thing I'm okay. saying. How about the active volcano in um, Mexico that almost erupted in May? P o p o c a t e with an accent. P e t l. Again, it's p o p o c a t e p e t l. Papa kettle. Papa kata patel. Papa kettle. 
Popotel? Popo. Maybe it's Popo. Popo. Cate. Petel. Popo. Cate. I still can't pronounce it. <laughs> All right. How about Taylor Swift's boyfriend? Kelsey. Yes. Apparently, people have a really Wait, hard which time one is he? Kelsey. Isn't that funny? Which Kelsey? Wait a minute. You're joking. You live in Philadelphia. The one thing you should know is which Kelsey plays for Philadelphia. Jason Kelsey. That's the one who plays for Philadelphia. Who's her boyfriend? Yeah, I know him. Her boyfriend is I don't Travis. know the other one. Yeah. Travis, Travis. There was some runners up. This is all from a uh, Business yeah. Insider article. One of them was Nepo Baby, which I'm like, who has a hard time saying Nepo Baby? Yeah, I think why that's would weird. You, how else would you say that? Nepo Baby? I, don't, I guess. Um, and, you know, this is apparently things that people pronounce wrong. This is one that I thought was super, super interesting. And maybe you know all mm-hmm. about this because you like British people, but. <laughs> <laughs> and you hate them? Yes. Okay. So it's the stone of, and then don't say it yet, S-C-O-N-E. And then I'm going to read you the little the little thing about it and why this is important. Mm-hmm. Since the dawn of the English language, British people have fought bitterly over how to pronounce the word, I'm going to say scone, okay? Gone. Homes have been wrecked and families divided. When King Charles II was crowned in May, he sat on the stone of scone. Scone? As per tradition. It made matters even more complicated by offering a rare third variation to the pronunciation debate. So they don't say what it is. And so obviously but you it's think a third scone is one. Well, I mean, I say scone, but I believe that scone is the other pronunciation. They said a third pronunciation. And they say it's stone scone. of scone. And what if it was stone of sc- scone? <laughs> what? What am I saying? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? I didn't even yeah, know there was I think a, they only uh, changed it because they thought saying stone of scone would be ridiculous. <laughs> well, but it's so not the stone of scone like you said either. It's stone of scone. Jen and I also really like scones, people. So oh, we love scones. If, if it was like a that. cinnamon scone, I would be super happy. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally eat a cinnamon scone or, or a, just a really good Even if it was a rock, scone. I would just like bite right into it <laughs> and hope it was an actual scone. Scone <laughs> uh, <laughs> or not scone. Uh, are we done talking about scones and scones and end of year lists? See, for now, yes. But okay. remember how we used to make best of or hot or not lists on New Year's Eve? Oh yeah, I do. Maybe we should make some sort of list like that related to the B. Ooh, like best pangram of the year. I definitely think we should think about that for our last season four show. Oh my god, that's next week, right? Next week, time flying. flying. It all comes full circle. Ah! Oh my gosh, let's stop wasting time and get to. <laughs> The Week in Bees. This is the part of the show where we talk about bees from the previous week. Today we're starting with Saturday, December 2nd and ending with December 8th. See, did you hear about the craziness of last Saturday's bee on the 2nd? Well, so I don't really understand it. I heard that you said there was something, mm-hmm. so explain to me what happened. I don't think I can explain to you what happened. Like, I am <laughs> I still don't understand it and can't wrap my brain around it. <laughs> what I know is that on Saturday the 2nd, all of the grids and hint things about about the spelling bee, spelling bee buddy, even spelling bee solver. Which is always right. Which is always right. We're absolutely going to have to have Bill back to talk about this. And NYTB, which is where I often will check what the point count is. Wait, isn't that the one that they write? No, that's Spelling Bee Buddy. NYTB is another like oh, independent okay. one. Anyway, gotcha. all of them were missing a word. Oh. 
that was in the bee. Well, bird, do you know? Yes, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. Well, tell us. But the word was missing. And then, like, midday or later in the day after there was all kinds of confusion, they all changed. Oh. Except for the NYTB. That one never changed. Right, because maybe the person had another life. Bill issued, like, an apology where he was like, oh, sorry, I don't know how this happened well he does know because new york times screwed up yeah i know i don't know what he actually said but he (laughs) had he had a statement on there um people were talking about online david wrote to us and was like hey did you check this out so the word that was missing was hamachi oh wait a minute so what's even weirder is hamachi was actually missing from putting into the b at some point yes because i got real angry that I tried to put it, it in was. and it wasn't there and I like eat hamachi and know about hamachi and I was like, seriously, yeah. didn't this used to be included? But then I forgot about it. Oh, that's so, so interesting. That, you're right. That is what happened. What happened is that it was included in the point total, but the word wasn't counting, even though it was. Oh, my God. This made so much yes. sense because I saw it on your list of words for the second. Yeah. Jen sends me lists and tells me what's happening. She just sent it to me. And I was like, Hamachi, I could swear I tried yeah. that a bazillion times on Saturday. Jen, you made me feel so much well, better. I'm I was glad. So cranky you know what Hamachi. happened to me is that day. And I think I wrote to you and I said, I am a seven letter word away from queen. Oh, like, so you also couldn't get queen. Well, oh, yeah, how so, funny. But here's what happened because I, you know, I do it throughout the day. And I also right, right, thought right, right. that I had tried hamachi, even though I didn't really know what it was. I was thinking like hibachi, yeah, yeah. hibachi. <laughs> and I, I typed Love that it. in too earlier. And then, so I wasn't even trying that later in the day because I had already tried uh, it. And then I, uh, so I just looked it up and I was like, what? I tried that word. And then I put it in and it worked. So so it was like a whole brew. That is weird. So I have a question about another day. You just made me think of this. Yeah. And I just assumed that on Thursday, December 7th, because I know we've talked about this a number of times, mm-hmm. so I kept trying Ocotillo, which I thought mm-hmm. used to count. Or It did. Okay. And then they took it out? It hasn't for a while. Okay. It hasn't counted I couldn't for remember like what the deal with it yeah. was. And all I knew was that I was annoyed and I kept trying because I was worried that I was, you know, not spelling it right or something. Yeah. And then, nah, then I was thinking there out. might be an Amachi situation. Why would you take but, it out? I'm sure we've talked about know. this, but I still want to know. Why would you take yeah. it out? Uh, no clue. And, but see, here's the thing. I still always try it because occasionally he brings words back. Or it might happen in the middle of the day. might happen in the middle of the day. Hey, to go back to the second for a second, this Hamachi day. Yeah. Machining. Huh? Machining. Weird word. Right? When you got it, were you like, seriously, that counts? I was totally like, seriously, that counts? (laughs) That was exactly what I was like. Okay. Just checking. (laughs) I mean, then I looked it up and I was like, okay. I kind of get it in the sense of factory machining, like more of a technical type, like a word that you would use in a very specific context. Interesting. Right? I mean, as I said, I got it because it was like, sure, I'll guess this weird word, but I was very surprised. You know what word I was really proud of myself for that day? Chimichanga. Chimichanga. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a great word, isn't it? I was like. It's funny. I bet actually at some point I'm not going to get this word. Yes, at some point that day I was going to write you and say like, "Hey, have you gotten anything yeah. funny?" Today? <laughs> I was very <laughs> excited about that. And on Tuesday, the fifth, yeah, a weird word, Jake. Yeah. So what made you guess it? First of all, the only Jake I know is Jake Tobias, who we went to high school with. 
Yes. Shout out. Go ahead. Oh, and Jake Sussman, <laughs> who we also I was going to say, well, his, no, he was a Jacob Sussman, wasn't he? He went by Jake. I know another couple of Jakes, well, but I get the idea. Well, after we talk about it's what this means, both of them are going to be highly insulted because <laughs> they listen to this show. Anyway. Everyone should listen to this show. Yeah. the re- You know how but, I got Jake was that Leslie had written to us about Jape, and then you said, I'm not bothered by Jape, but I, there's this other word that's really weird. Right. And I was like, oh, let me just try this. Maybe it's some weird kind of fish, yeah. you know, <laughs> like hate it. But- it is a sexually immature male wild turkey under two years old. Wait, wait. Or, I found it. Yeah, or, there's a better definition. It means all right, fine. But that's the slang definition. Ah, well, when I saw that, I thought that was the definition. And I thought, well, actually, it's got to be the definition he means. He must mean that and not the, I don't the know. male turkey. Who knows with him? <laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? <laughs> like, why? It's totally it ever... weird. Have you ever heard anybody use no, that? and has it counted before? I, I didn't look I didn't it up. Either. We'll have to look it up. I'm not sure. I've never heard it before. And I'm wondering, is it tied to a certain place? No, it was a kids. Everything was Jake again. That's what they say Ugh. in the Oxford languages online. Really? Why? Why does What's it mean What's funny. That? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Very weird. I could see if it was like JK, like it was a pronunciation of J slash K for joking and that you pronounced it Jake. Yeah, but that's not – it's all right, fine, which is not JK. No, it's not. Yeah. But I, okay. I would like it better if that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Let's now just make up other definitions for things. <laughs> On Monday the 4th, yeah. I wanted even tied to be there. And you yeah. were like, it's never there. Because I, mean, I wanted I it to be there things. too. I always wanted to yeah. be there. Well, I was thinking – what a different world we must have when we play the B. Because for me, it's always new where I try to find words. <laughs> and for you, you're remembering these things. But why would it not be there? I don't get it. I don't know. Okay. I've seen people complain about it online. Well, I, don't, I don't know why it's not included. <laughs> and again, like I try it every time. Because I always day, try the word every time. You never know. That's right. That's right. Right? Yes. The word that day that I made a note of that's in the puzzle all the time, I don't know why it was standing out to me this week, Monday 12-4, is devain. Yeah. What's weird about that? It just looks so weird when you look at it written. <laughs> Also, you don't devein shrimp, which is like the main reason you use devein. Well, no, and I don't have a problem with the word devein. It's just, you know how sometimes when you say a word over and over again, it starts to sound really bizarre? <laughs> <laughs> I am having that feeling with looking at devein. You know what word I thought was weird yesterday and I kept being like, huh? I mean, I got it right off. Thursday the 7th? Thursday the 7th. I got yeah. it right away, but I was like, huh, it's a word, which was infliction. Infliction. I like the word infliction. But you inflict something. But what's an infliction? Like, basically, I got it because, you know, it was like the first thing I saw. The infliction of pain upon me. The infliction of pain. Yeah, I guess that would work. It just seems like a weird use of that word. I'm fine with it, but it just seemed weird. Yeah. Today, Friday, the 8th, I was missing two words at the end and I was 16 points away. Uh And I was like, I know these are. Oh, were you missing the pangrams? No, I had the pangrams. Uh, did you like doornail again yes i did i always like doornail and anybody who has not heard our episode where i did a deep dive on doornail i think it's one of our all-time best deep dives so go back oh of course you do yeah um (laughs) no i was thinking to myself as is doornail an eight-letter compound word i was like i know there are two eight-letter compound words here that you I didn't have thinking. any of them? You didn't have landlord or railroad? Is that what no, you're those were the last two words that oh, I got. That's funny. And then I was like, I'm such an idiot. I don't know why I cannot see 
compound words. I'm sorry. It's just the way it goes. How about honeybee? Did you see that? Hot honeybee. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually my last word on Wednesday. Isn't that funny? That's a good word. Yeah, it is a good word, but it was my last word. I was like, oh, I don't think of that as like one word. Honeybee brings to mind something that I was thinking of, which is that on Saturday the 2nd, which we've talked about a lot (laughs) on this episode, the word chia, which is in the puzzle all the time. We never talk about it because it's like, of course, chia is a word, blah, blah, blah. But I was thinking, you know, we've talked in the past about how the New York Times, their store should carry better bee gifts. Uh I think they should have a chia bee. Because? Like a chia. You know how chia pets come in all different shapes? <laughs> it should be a chia bee. That would be awesome. You know, I don't know why chia pets are called chia pets. Is it a chia seed that sprouts? It's a chia seed, yeah. Ah, so now you want a chia bee. So you yeah. really want a chia, a chia pet just in a bee. Yeah, I think it would be a great gift for New York Times. You're welcome. It's going to sell You do out. know what chia is like for the rest of us, right? Yeah, it's seeds. Okay, but Food. I'm just making sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know what Penny is? Penny? Sunday, 12-3, Penny, P-I-N-N-Y. Nope. What is it? Do you think that's a ridiculous word to be in the B? Uh, I guess I didn't think much about it. I was just thinking Penny. <laughs> but tell me, why? According to Merriam-Webster, it's a shortened form of pinafore. Really? Like, why huh, would I... that ever be a word? I think because penny is like such a, it's a word you get whether you think of it or not. That's my guess, which is not necessarily a good reason oh, for it to be in there. wait a minute. I might have a reason why it's in here. Which is? I think. Sam likes pinafores? No, I think it's something to do with sports. Oh, no, that's Jill- a penny, Jen. It's a penny, not a penny. Uh, unless, penny, wait, unless- chiefly British, penny. P-I-N-N-Y. People wear pennies. I think you are mistaken and they wear pennies. Oh my gosh. Now you have me. <laughs> so like, do you understand what these things are? I do now. Yeah, things? I do now that I read the oh, sample sentences. Yeah. Okay, so hold on. I'm going to look up what, where, playing soccer to make team that's not going to work it to anything is it no look i mean no that's not that's a terrible prompt which was another possible word of the year from oxford which i think i would have preferred prompt yeah because of yeah. ai that you have to put huh. prompts in. okay so oh you're right it is a penny yeah but you know what's small. funny is people always call it oh wait 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 people always call it a penny ah well say it with a british accent Interesting. Maybe oh with a British God. accent, it sounds like penny. That is so funny that I thought it was pennies forever because they always grab a, what I would have said, penny. Well, now you're <laughs> going to say it right. Interesting. <laughs> Good to know. See the things you learn on this I show. Know. And that Crazy. it comes from pinafore. Interesting. So interesting. Well, Jen, as much as I've enjoyed learning and slowing time down <laughs> to talk about the week. You are really excited to hear what I've got to say next, aren't you? I am. So let's speed ahead to the word of the week. This is the part of the show where we take a closer look at one word from the previous week's puzzles. Jen, will your word this week be just all right. Or will it be I? It's going to be I for sure because <laughs> I actually have two words this week. 
They are related in form, but not in meaning. And they are both from Wednesday, December 6th. Nice. So I started by picking one word, which was hobnob. And hobnob. when I looked it up, I thought, oh, that's really interesting, but it's pretty straightforward. So then that led right. me to the You second. hob with your knob. That oh, led sorry. me to the second word. If that were the meaning, that would be very straightforward. Okay. Hobnob has two definitions. According to Merriam-Webster, the first one is to drink sociably. And the second one is to associate familiarly. Oxford Languages has a more specific definition of that second part, which is closer to how I think of the word. And I don't know. You tell me what you think. They say mix socially, especially with those of higher social status. Hmm. I didn't know anything about the oh, social really? status. But I guess you say hobnob. Yeah, that's how I always think about remiss. hobnob is like you do it with like fancy people. Well, I guess that makes anyway, sense. Anyway, either one's okay. fine. The word hobnob, it's not about hobbing your knob or whatever you said. Um, <laughs> traces back to Middle English, the words hobbin and nobbin, to have and to have not. Mm. Hobbin and nobbin. Blinkin and blinkin and not one night. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> hey, foreshadowing what's to come soon. Ah. But what already has passed is the 16th century when we see that ho this hobbin and nobbin pair is used in for the first time that we know of in writing as the phrase by haba or by naba, which means something like get or lose, hit or miss, succeed or fail, however it goes. So like whatever the case may be, by haba or naba. And it's also written as like hob and nob with an A, H-A-B-N-A-B. -A hmm. And they say hob or nob, hob and nob. And then the O comes in for the first time that we know of in Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, where one of the characters says to another one who wants to duel, hob, comma, knob is his word. Give it or take it. And so. Hob, comma, knob. Hob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hob, comma, knob. And then in the mid-18th century, that becomes associated with drinking. So you would drink hob or knob, or you would drink hobnob. And that meant giving and taking a drink. So like you would get together with a friend and you would take turns toasting each other or like lifting a glass to one another. So that would be drinking hobnob. Then, because it was like friendly social interactions in the 19th century, it becomes this idea of hobnobbing that we know, right? Like hanging out with people and hobnobbing. Okay. And I think the social superior part in the British definition is actually because knob is a British English word, which refers to somebody who's like rich or important. Right. Oh, wait, I thought a knob was uh, like an idiot. Uh, Isn't that a thing too? Not to be confused with a knob with a K-N-O-B. So there's knob, N-O-B, which is a social superior, which it seems right. is like a shortened form of noble. And then there's knob, K-N-O-B, which is slang for genitals and also a stupid person. Oh, I didn't know that that kind of stupid knob would knob. have a K. That's interesting. Yeah. So that was hobnob. And I was like, okay, that's super interesting. But yeah. Okay, what now? Right. Then I thought, well, what about the hob part? And I thought about hobby, which was that same day. Mm -hmm. And I thought, is that from ho this haba to have word? Right. Is it related to hobnob? What's the deal? Turns out it is only related if hobnobbing is your hobby. Otherwise, no. <laughs> so hobby has two meanings. One is a small old world falcon. So it's a bird. Mm-hmm. The second is what we generally think of, which is a, this is Merriam-Webster's definition, pursuit outside one's regular occupation engaged in especially for relaxation. Right. 
It is generally agreed that the word hobby came to English in the early 15th century through the word hobby, H-O-B-I, which meant a small active horse. And that was a shortened form of hobbin, which was, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, a word like rover for a dog that you would give to a horse. Hmm. It's a diminutive of Robert or Robin is hob or hobbin. And so like every horse would be a hobbin, you know, like that's my dog Fido. That's my horse hobbin. Right. Gotcha. So you have this connection of hobby being a small active horse. And then you get the 16th century hobby horse. Sure. It's worn in Morris dances, which were uh, English folk dances, like a fake horse tied around your waist. So it would look like you were riding a horse. And then you get to- Because that's what you want to do. <laughs> well, it's like a, they would do it during performances. It's like the mummers, you know, like civic and church celebrations, yes. like New Year's, they would wear these. And also came to be known as a, a buffoon. A hobby horse could be a buffoon because you're walking around pretending to ride on a fake horse, which also children do. And in the 16th century, you also get a stick with a horse head that kids pretend to ride. So you're like riding your hobby. And that is how it ultimately becomes the idea of something for amusement and pleasure. The hobby horse loses the horse and it just becomes your hobby. So before mm. we talked about hobby as just being a hobby, hobby horse was the phrase that was used to talk about somebody's pastime. So it's re this really weird word because it went from hobby as a shortened form of hobbin to hobby horse back to hobby. And now it meant something different. Interesting. Very interesting. Right? Good. And I also thought it was super interesting. We think of hobby as being something that's good. Right. You know, everybody should have a hobby. Get a hobby. But that has not always been the case. So in the 17th century, it was used in a derogatory way to be like a waste of time. Right. Well, that makes yeah. sense. And then in the 18th century, it became associated with people who were eccentric, crazy collectors and like, right. it's like an embarrassing thing. And then in the 19th century, as the middle class was getting more leisure time, that's when it started to become something that was seen as a good thing to pursue. That makes sense. So by the 20th yeah. century, it was positive. So what was really fun is that Merriam-Webster has this whole list of specialized hobby words. Ah. So I thought I would throw a couple out at you right. and see if you know what Let's they are. Let's hear it. Okay. The first one is arctophile. Arctophile. People who yes. love arcs. People who love circles. People who love... The sun. What is it? Teddy bears. Why arctophile? People who like and collect teddy Why bears. Why arc? What's arc? Because I guess arc is related to the word bear in Greek. Arcos. Yeah. Yes. Arcos. Yes. Okay. Bear. So teddy bears. Person who collects teddy bears. Okay. Vectorist. Vectorists. People who love math. Making maps. Making Ooh, graphs. No, making... but I feel like you're sort of in the right realm. <laughs> Oh, okay. Collector of transportation tokens. Oh, interesting. Weird. Mm -hmm. Okay, I could get All into right, that. Last one. You you might know this one because this is a word I've actually heard before. Yeah. Cruciverbalist. Oh, cruciverbalist. People who like to talk about crosses. What is it? <laughs> no, but you're you're in the right direction. A person who is skillful in creating or solving crossword oh. puzzles. Oh, well, that makes sense. Nice. Yeah, so I thought that was a good one for 
all of the word game lovers Good among be, our Jen. It's like it's this is your job and not your hobby. You'd think so, but apparently now there's this whole thing about hobbies because some people think that hobbies are not a thing anymore because now people just have side hustles and everybody wants to get paid for everything that they do. Oh, people wanting to get paid. What will these yep. peasants it's, think You know what it next? is? It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> like unbelievable words. Yes. Nope, you're supposed to buzz, you dummy. <laughs> unbelievable words are non-be words we've come across this week or five weeks ago and then <laughs> save to share with each other. See, you want to go first today? Yes, I'm going to do mine before it becomes the word of the year. Anyway. Yes. That is, that's a good lesson to all of us. All right. <laughs> So mine is Boldine, B-O-L-D-I-N-E. Want to guess what it is? I've realized we should do like a balderdash guess yeah, what it is. Yeah, we should. Tell you. So what do you think Boldine is? B-O-L-D-I-N-E. Um, a word that has been bolded. Oh, I like it. But no. <laughs> a Boldine. And I got this from, as I often do, Type Shift because mm -hmm. it came up and we were like, what's that? It's a poisonous, bitter, crystalline alkaloid, C19H21NO4, found in leaves of the baldo. And you might say, well, what why is that your is unbelievable word? Exactly. Well, so it's interesting. So let me say this again. The Boldine is a poisonous, bitter, crystalline alkaloid found mm -hmm. in the leaves of a baldo. But the baldo yeah. is a Chilean evergreen shrub with sweet edible fruit <laughs> isn't that weird <laughs> that's a great <laughs> funny right <laughs> so you can eat the fruit but if you eat the leaves by accident you will die right pretty cool huh uh, cool is one way to put it <laughs> deadly is another <laughs> that's my unbelievable word that's an unbelievable word for sure <laughs> yours my unbelievable word is actually a word that I remember from taking the SATs. <laughs> yes. And it, I, a word I have never thought of again, but then it showed up in my daily word genius email. And I was huh? like, that word, I didn't remember what it meant, but I remembered seeing it on a practice test. All right. And thinking to myself, there's no way you could figure out what this word meant oh. if you didn't know what it meant. All right. Donnie Brooke. Oh, Donnybrook. I think Ireland. What is it? It is a free-for-all, a brawl, a public quarrel or dispute. Ah, uh, Irish. See? It is Irish. And it comes from the Donnybrook <laughs> Fair, <laughs> where apparently right. it was really common for people to fight. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty I good. Totally, I remembered that it was, was like a negative word because I had this idea in my head like Donnybrook sounds like something that should be like fun and shiny yeah but yeah that's a mean SAT that. word for sure it's a totally mean SAT word it makes me want to get in a Donnybrook oh and if you do Ooh. you'd be so wild like the wild guy <laughs> Jen, it was so fun to have Tim Alborn on the show last week. We brought him on to talk about his limericks, but since we love song parodies, we also got excited about trying out some of his holiday songs. Do you have your singing voice all warmed up? <laughs> la, 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 Wait, are we really going to sing right now? You're, you're suggesting that we sing through this entire wild card. You realize sure. that when I look at our analytics for this episode, whatever this <laughs> moment is, the... 
entire audience falls off. <laughs> All right. How about we make it a teaser? Okay. <laughs> if you stick around for the very end of the show, we will sing at least some of Tim's nearly 12 pangrams of Christmas. And if you think that's a good enticement, we might try to sing one of his limericks, too. I am all ready to sing, though. What do you want to sing? Wait, are you coming Pop Goes the Weasel? So you know this one? Uh, Yeah, duh. <laughs> So I'm in the car with Gus, who's my 11-year-old, the other day, and he starts humming that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mommy says, do you know the song I'm singing? And I was like, uh, of course. Uh -huh. <laughs> Duh. And he was surprised because he had only just learned it in orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. Wait, I don't... Right? Why is the orchestra playing Pop Goes the Weasel? This is what orchestras just play, like, you know, cute songs that people like. But anyway, so I asked him if he knows mm -hmm. the words, and he's like, no. Okay. So I thought, all right, well, let me sing it to you. Do you know the words to Pop Goes the Weasel? Um, is it round and round the mulberry bush, the monkey, the something, something weasel, dun, 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 Pop Goes the Weasel. <laughs> so I sang... All around the mulberry bush, the monkey chased the weasel. The monkey said he's having lots of fun. Pop goes the weasel, <laughs> right? Not right. Then, I'm actually closer than you think, so okay. hold off. And then I asked Bob, and Bob also, that one line went like, mm -mm, yeah. but he did have a mulberry bush, okay? Anyway, so when I'm doing it with Gus, I'm in the car, and then I say, you know, that line about fun is right but wrong. Yeah. Like, I got to figure out what it is, right? And so I look it up. Uh -huh. And the first thing I see, right, mm -hmm. when I look up, not just the first thing I see, like, you know, you're just putting yeah, it in yeah. Google. The first 20 things I see is half a pound of tuppany rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes oh, the weasel. The and goes. I was like, what? Wait, you're saying that's the way the money goes. Do you realize that all the rest of that had nothing to do with it? Yeah, I don't understand said? anything else about what you said, but the, that's the way the money goes part. No, I remember that's those... the way the money goes has nothing to do with the version we know. But so, uh, no, I remember. <laughs> but on. I remember that that part of the line being in the version that I know. I remember singing that. That part of the line is not in any part that has the okay, mulberry bush, going. but we'll get there. So, so I was like, wait a minute, what do I not know these? Like, yeah. did somebody make up lyrics and tell me these lyrics? Uh -huh. Right. So then I look up pop goes the weasel lyrics, mulberry, which popped okay. right up. Yeah. Okay. So the answer that I now know is that like the version that we all probably learned in America by the mid 20th uh -huh. century was all around the mulberry bush, the monkey chased the weasel. The monkey thought it was all in fun. Pop goes the weasel. So I was pretty darn you were. close. And actually, I don't think that's the but, version that I know. Okay. So in any case, there are a bazillion well, versions. That's, like, I guess that's a bazillion why. <laughs> versions. They change through time. Now, the mulberry bush version, that's yeah. the only one okay. I see. I'm just okay. going to tell you that. But there's also a cobbler's bench one the that could also be in bench. the U.S. I know the cobbler's bench. The cobbler's bench also has the monkey thought it was all in fun. Just okay, but is that know. like not just um, another verse of it? Who, who the heck knows? Because now people could say anything. But it started, the original British one is that Tuppany uh -huh. Rice, right? So all of this is interesting. I'm sure that you're very interested in it. I but am. <laughs> you're saying, why were you like, we have to talk about this in, in our podcast? I am wondering that, yes. Okay. And the reason is... So what Pop Goes the Weasel means is very confusing. There's lots of different ideas about it because this is a song from the yeah. 1600s. So people think different things about mm -hmm. why 
everyone said pop goes the weasel or what the weasel is and what pops and blah, blah, blah. But the thing that I thought was super interesting is Cockney rhyming slang. Do you know about this? No. (laughs) Okay. All right. So Cockney rhyming slang was apparently what Cockney people did in like the Uh 1800s to like, it's their coat. Okay, so they wanted to disguise what they were saying. It was like a secret language people, people used so that others couldn't understand what they understand were saying. A Cockney accent to begin with, right? Right. That's what I thought <laughs> you too. Right. But this is from the Museum okay. of London. So, weasel might be short for weasel and stoat, which rhymes with coat. Okay. So if you mean coat, you would say weasel, huh. or if you meant stairs, you would say apples or apples and pears which rhymes with stairs so people had to know not only that you weren't saying the word you meant but that you were saying like a totally different rhyme and maybe not saying the word that actually is the rhyme kind of like you were speaking a word puzzle isn't that crazy interesting super interesting so if you want to say money Mm -hmm. what might you say honey Right, bees and honey, but you'd probably say bees. bees. Mm. Get it? And now, as the ultimate guide to Cockney rhyming slang from The Guardian points out, bees and honey has something to do with money besides that it's like a, a rhyme. Also, bees are the epitome of work. Work produces money, the possession of which is sweet, right? Uh-huh. So there's a reason why honey was the rhyme for money. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Or army and navy really means uh, war. No, no, no. Remember, it has to rhyme with Navy. Oh, it has to rhyme with Navy. Um, what the heck rhymes with Navy? There's not very much. Gravy, right? Oh, and gravy God. really means food. So okay. you'd say army, meaning army and mm-hmm. Navy, meaning gravy. <laughs> this is so confusing. <laughs> so interesting. It's so you interesting. You want to say you're broke, you might say coals and coke. Oh, I would say frog. Frog and... Cool. Toad frog. meaning broke? Broke. 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 <laughs> frog and croak. No, do you understand that it has to be a phrase? <laughs> I do, but I can't think fast enough to come up with it. <laughs> anyway, how crazy is that, huh? That's super, super interesting. Yeah. Wow. Tim got me so into thinking about rhymes. So anyway. You know, you told me to come up. You didn't tell me why. You just said come up with some background on a nursery rhyme. And yeah. now that I know where you were going with it, I would have done something completely different. Well, you don't have to. But, but I did a song. Oh. It's, do you know the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man? Do you know the Muffin Man who lives on Drury Lane? Yeah, we, we talked about Drury Lane. A, we talked about it on this We were podcast. on Drury Lane, exactly. We, we heard Adam Lambert sing that version of it as Cher on that show that you love. <laughs> There's so many words. Oh! People, if you haven't seen the Jimmy Fallon, that's my tune or some that's version. That's my jam. I, that's my jam. It's so funny. <laughs> anyway, I've only seen like two of them, but I love it. Anyway, so I did come up with a song and then I looked it up and I thought it was going to be one of these because as you said, it's like I got my information from the Museum of London, which is apparently like the source on all of this stuff. They do. They have all they this have stuff all about rhyming, yeah. rhymes, and British history, and it's a lot like it's geared towards kids. So if you yeah. have kids, check it and out. And a lot of them anyway. have like th- people think that they have hidden political meanings and stuff. So I thought maybe the right. Muffin Man did. And I also sort of right. remembered that there's like a horror movie about the Muffin Man or something. 
Well, it seems like there well, should Well, then be. I looked it up, and what I found out is that there, a couple of years ago, another internet fake information thing spread that the Muffin Man was this serial killer who lured kids in London in the 19th century, which, according to Snopes, is, like, completely unfounded. And the only thing that we actually know about the Muffin Man is that the Muffin Man was an actual person or people, anyone could be a muffin man, except maybe a woman. I don't know if they had muffin women. It would bring freshly baked muffins to your door. Can we have muffin people back? That's exactly what I was thinking. So it's like the opposite of a serial killer. It's somebody bringing you freshly baked muffins in the morning. I want to make like a cereal breakfast joke, but... Anyway, <laughs> I, you know, that's what I got for you, see? <laughs> That is great. All right. Now that we've warmed up our singing voices, we're going to close, but stick around to the end. And then maybe you'll hear the nearly 12 pangrams of Christmas, which Tim wrote on December 16th, 2021. And you might hear me sing a limerick. <laughs> and that's it for this episode of Tom Tit and Baobab. Thanks for being with us. If you love our singing and want to catch us on a tour. Oh, my God. And- what a dream that would be. <laughs> Uh, hobby. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We will be back for our final show of the season, though, next week. So we hope you don't miss. There may be more singing. Yes, maybe a limerick. <laughs> maybe a limerick. <laughs> Until then, be in touch. You can find us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. You can also email us at tomtittenbaobab at gmail.com. We want to know all about the bees you like, bees you hate, words you missed, and words you'd like to know about. And if you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to answer the Q&A and take the poll. If you like TMB and never want to miss an episode, subscribe or follow us. Even better, leave a rating or review. This helps other word nerds and puzzle lovers find our very indie podcast. Now, with no further ado. For my first Christmas pan, Grandma Zersky gave to me allegiance to the queen bee. For my second Christmas pan, Grandma Zersky gave to me new arms and lacing and allegiance to the queen bee. For my third Christmas pan, Grandma Zersky gave to me angelic harps to strum on two arms and lacing and allegiance to the queen bee. For my fourth Christmas pan, Grandma Zersky gave to me angelic got to munch on, angelic harps to strum on, two arms and lacing and allegiance to the queen bee. For my fifth Christmas pen, Grandma Zersky gave to me elegance. Angelica to munch on it. Angelica harps to strum on. Two arms and lacing. And beer. Oh my god, you're the worst.